Welcome back to the non-standard 14er podcast, the podcast that talks about everything root description leaves out of a hiking Colorado's 14ers. I'm joined again here by Tornado Man. Yo, yo. Uh, Tay Jack. Hi. Jacer Jack. Howdy. I'm Short Rope Stifler. We got back Hello. on the podcast, Bad Dad, Andrew Hamilton. Hello. Oh, 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 shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 We're like, okay, oh. Andrew, this is your cue. Okay. <laughs> hey, thanks a lot for having us on tonight. Hey, guys, happy to be here. You know, we were talking about those highs and lows. I mean, he just had so many, but are you guys, are you guys familiar with the rock bottom story? Oh, oh, right. Yeah. Well, I mentioned the first night that was, that was definitely a bottom, but, but then the real bottom. Yeah. We we hit rock bottom. Yeah. And it took some, it took a couple of days to recover for sure. Mm. But I guess it started with, Wait, why did we we were over we finally decided to start the sangres and i forget where we had been before that i think we just finished the san juans is that right finished the san juans and then mm-hmm. head over to the sangres i think that's the deal we, so, i think so yeah 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 we did like the women each wipe out and then i still had some it was one of those situations like we mentioned with some of those peaks in the Sawwatch where we had had to leave some peaks that were right there behind in the san juans like for example we did half peak and half peak had taken me so long that all, it threw off the whole schedule. Like we were supposed to stay right there and do, you know, Red Cloud Sunshine and two unnamed 13ers like the next morning and then head off to the oh, Women's yeah, Wipeout. Yeah, because I remember Laura left. Yeah, and yeah. That, and then oh, it was that night right. where we were in the Sangres. Oh, okay, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So so anyway, I had left those there. So after the Women's Wipeout, we had to go clean those up. And then, yeah, and then my sister left. And so then Andrew and I went to, and we're basically going to go start with the Sangres, right? And I was actually feeling pretty good this day. It was like the first day... So the Sangres, um, you know, you, you know, basically it's the, it's all the 14ers that are sort of up there. You know, you've got um, you got Humboldt. Oh, well, sorry, this is like the first day. It's like the Crestone sort of loop. So you got Challenger, Kit Carson, and then Crestone Peak, Crestone Needle, and Humboldt. You know, that's one I've done that loop a lot just because of the 14er records and stuff. But I had never done. Um, well, actually, I had done Adams like the previous year with the kids. So just in scouting. So Adams and then Columbia. And Columbia is basically freebie. It's like a freebie. Just like on your way from Kit Carson over to the Crestones, it's it's right there. Every, everybody, you know, would do it on that on that route. So basically, Adams. So I felt pretty strong. You know, it was a totally clear day. Tomer said it's going to be a dry day today, and it was totally clear. In fact, there was a lot of smoke in the air. You know, smoke had rolled back in. You know, actually, for a few days now, this drier weather had sort of moved in with um, you know, where you'd maybe just get you know standard afternoon thunderstorm, but you weren't just getting pounded by winter blizzards anymore. You know. And so, so anyway, they started great, you know, so did Adams, you know, I've got this great way to get from Challenger to Kit Carson takes like, you know, 15 minutes, you know, you, you know, if you like class four, if you're ever up there, you know, and you remember this, um, the standard route at the, between Challenger and Kit Carson, you get on this thing called Kit Carson Avenue and you kind of go around Kit Carson and then come up Kit Carson through this like little goalie on the uh, South side. But man, if you just go straight up from the saddle between challenger and kit carson actually you drop a little bit down to the north so a little bit to your left you drop a little ways to, to get to gain it because there's a bit of a, cl- a head wall right there but man that is a beautiful it's, route it's that really is beautiful solid. it's like it's, really it's like solid. classic crestone yeah. knob climbing right there and uh it's you're, quick. yeah and it's, it's 15 really minutes quick. you know bam you just yeah bam bam yeah, yeah. you're at the summit so it's that is a, that vertical is, isn't it? <laughs> it you know it's not no, that it's bad not. Yeah. it's really not it yeah. looks you know when you're looking at it you're like oh 
You know, but it's really, it's really not. In fact, there were these two ladies I met right there and I was like, (laughs) hey, how's it going? How was the, uh, you know, how was Kit Carson Avenue? And they're like, oh, it's great. And and so I, I started going up my way and, and I had my headphones in and they were like, waving like, me down. No, like, that's no, not the no, way. No. <laughs> like, that's the wrong way. And I was like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> they thought this is like some guy who has no idea. Right. Yeah. Someone way off course. They're like, oh no, we're going to see an accident here. You're just like, damn, I get that summon in a couple minutes here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So, uh, so, so then I continued on and, you know, I actually added on a bonus peak there. It's a uh, 13,799. So almost a centennial misses by like 11 feet called obstruction peak. I did that just because whenever I'm on, I'm looking at like the route there that gets you to this little, you know, plateau up there called bears playground. It's got all this annoying contouring, you know, so, you know, you're not in your head. So I guess you you recognize that, that, but so I just, I just do an extra 300 feet and get an extra peak in, you know, and then it's this nice little ridge ridge there. But so everything was going pretty good. You know, I'm throwing in extra peaks here, you know, get up Crestone peak, Crestone needle. And then, okay. So then that's when it gets interesting, you know, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm getting, you know, at that point, the only peak left is Humboldt, which you could argue is probably the easiest of all of them. You know, it's, it's just a pretty friendly ridge walk all the way up. And uh, so, but I'm, I'm on Crestone needle. So you have to drop all the way down to basically 12,000 feet, you know, at the South Colony Lakes. And then, you know, and so then I'm like, okay, I'll leave my pack here. You know, I do that a lot where if I get to a certain spot and I'm just going to be going up and back, I'll, I'll leave my pack. And, uh, and the packs, they paid the price this year because those hungry little marmots. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they, that, was on, that was on Trinity. Always, yeah. I mean, we should have yeah. learned our lesson yeah. last year when hungry. we were out there on Trinity, the marmots ate our helmets and yeah. all of, and tried to eat a ton of our gear. Well, we didn't learn our lesson and we dropped our packs and they ate you know, all, our, all I strategically our picked a better spot. I thought it was going to be fine way up in these rocks. And man, those marmots still got over there, you know, those little bastards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but uh, so anyway, I did, I left my pack. I mean, at this point it's all chewed up, you know, so like whatever they can, they can chew on it some more, but, uh, but I left it right there under this little tree and, uh, and then I headed up, you know, and it's, it's getting dark. Uh, well actually and end up I'm racing. Cause you know, in the past, I have had a little bit of trouble in the dark coming down Humboldt. Surprisingly, you wouldn't think it would be that hard, but I don't know what it is about it. Like the, the, the route sort of winds and I you always end up trying to drop down to the north or drop to the south off this off the ridge. And uh, and so anyway, I just wanted to get as far as I could in the light, you know. So get up Humboldt and and it there had been a spectacular sunset because of all the smoke where the sun was one of those just like those bright red balls you know, that just sort of disappears when it looks like it still needs to like go a lot lower and it just sort of disappears in the middle of nowhere. I don't know if you've, you've noticed that, but so it was really cool when the sun set. And, uh, but then on top of Humboldt, I just, I started noticing like these weird cloud formations coming, hugging the peaks a little bit, you know? So then the rest of this played out, man, I'd love to have like this on video or something, yeah, the well, way it played out. Yeah. So I, so while he's up there, I'm hiking his bike up um, the South Colony Lakes road to the upper trailhead, the old trailhead. Um, so it's like two and a half miles. And I just remember uh, calling him because there's, there were a couple like wet spots where, and I mean, some of that I'm like, I don't, it's like, that it kind of seems dangerous in the dark. Like, I don't know, he doesn't have his downhill bike, which last year or um, in 2015 for his record, he had his downhill bike for this section and he rocked it. I mean, he loved it. It gave him the biggest high. He just came cruising down. He had the best time. 
but we didn't end up bringing his downhill bike because his brakes had bled out um his bike was just sitting over it's been, it's been hanging for since the 2015 it's just been hanging <laughs> yeah. i guess all that mineral oil bike bike that you had yeah. so we chose yeah. to bring yeah. his old super old mountain bike cross-country bike yeah. yeah and um i'm hiking this up and i'm just kind of like oh like i don't know it seems a little a little dangerous but so i just give him a call and i'm like I'm like, Andrew, it was, you know, there's a couple wet sections. Be careful. You know, he's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have, I, I need to go. It's getting dark. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I'm like, okay. So, so I know, I, I know. And I, I knew up there, she took at me as being really rude and I didn't yeah, mean he's it like, that way. I gotta way. go. I gotta go. I yeah, did okay, not fine, mean whatever. it that way. I swear. But like, I, like, I, called her. I called her on Humboldt and I mentioned too, like, like, especially. So when I did Humboldt in the winter, man, I got my butt kicked trying to cut down Humboldt. Right. So. I got 20 minutes left and I just, I want to move as fast as I can to get down here. Yeah, and, so and I'm like, I, I know it's wet. Yeah, I mean, I've wiped yeah. that thing like 10 times. And like, so yeah, when I it's always the wet. Phone, I just thought to myself, I was like, hmm, that was rude. And I was just like, I wanted to move. And then she's trying to tell me exactly what spots are wet. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, like well, I know it doesn't little, matter. It yeah. seems a little wet <laughs> and treacherous. So just be careful. That's yeah. all I want to say. I care about you. Okay. You know, so then I get back to the car and I, I, it's dark now and I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to fall asleep and I'll just wait for him to arrive, which is usually what happens at night when I'm at the car. I just kind of go back in the spot and I fall asleep. Well, I was, I woke up to this flash of lightning and it was an amazing lightning bolt. I mean, and I think that was probably one of maybe two of the, of probably the entire trip, but they just happened right there and they were amazing. And the thunder was loud. And I was like, wow, I wasn't really worried about Andrew. I knew he was, you know, he'd be fine and he was coming down soon. Well, so I thought, and so, so then I just went back to, went back to sleep and, then I guess he um, can take it from here. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm descending Humboldt and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, and actually that was one of the great things about this trip was there wasn't a lot of lightning. You know, you always worry about lightning and something completely out of your control. Totally. You know, I mean, you never know if it's going to get you right. I mean, it's probably not. I mean, I like my odds. <laughs> I definitely like my odds, but uh, someone else pointed to me. Well, for you, the odds are probably a lot worse <laughs> than most normal people. But, uh, but, but it still scares me and I never like to be up there, but we had all this cold weather that was bringing in these like winter, like blizzards. And generally it, you get more lightning, you know, when it's, when it's hot, you know, when it's warm, that's when you get the lightning mixed with the moisture. So I'm coming down and just sort of out of nowhere, you know, I had noticed those weird clouds. There's this big like bolt of lightning. Right. And then, and so I, you know, you know, don't think too much of it, but maybe you feel one little raindrop. And so I was like, okay, maybe quicken your pace a little bit. Let's get down to the pack, you know? And, uh, and so I, you know, quicken my pace. I'm still like a half a mile away from it though. And then, you know, another big bolt of lightning and it's dark at this point. So it just lights up the whole sky, you know? Whoa. And, uh, and so pretty soon there was actually four big strikes like for, that I, that I noticed up there. And after the last one, it was just this downpour of hail and I hadn't quite made it to my pack. And, and so anyway, I, I wanted to make a run for it, but then I saw like the first little tree, it was like, there had been some willows, but there's a little tree. I thought, okay, I'll just dive under here and take some cover, you know, and, and hope the hill will stop. So I, I dive under there and I took this little video. I was actually pretty optimistic still. I was like, 
you know, tasting the hail and, you know, it's like, oh, it's pretty tasty. You know, it was like the size of small. Well, it was so. funny because he sent me a text message that he was hiding under a tree. And, and even he, and I thought that I was like, oh, he's still feeling really optimistic because he accidentally sent me the emoji with the monkey with him hiding his eyes. And I was like, oh, it's total accident. But I was just like, oh, that's yeah. so cute. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, I was completely <laughs> miserable. I was like, oh my God. So then I make this mad dash for the tree to, with my pack. You know, I'm soaked now. I get my pack and, you know, get my rain jacket on. And, uh, and, and then I just waited for a little bit longer. And, and by the time I get going again, the tr- it was completely different out there. Now it's like you couldn't see the trail. It was just completely covered. Yeah, in forget the one spot that yeah. I told him that was. Yeah, dead. yeah, was like, yeah. The whole thing. Did the whole thing's now. a disaster. Yeah, and then Even the, better the next out in skis. <laughs> With all the oh, well, yes, these probably wouldn't have worked, but it would have been like it's kind of fun to see on hail balls, you know? Yeah, yeah that'd be cool. Hail balls. Yeah, but uh, but uh, so I, I get, I get, you know, and so now that next mile, it, it's like kind of wet. There's willows are lining it, you know, so you're always hitting these super wet willows, which that's one of the things I really hate the most is like wet willows, okay. and uh, and uh, and so you know, and it, everything's just soaked for from this like you know 15 minute just downpour, and so I get down to the bike and get going. And, uh, you know, I mean, it was going okay. I mean, everything was wet, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty good mountain biking, but it's definitely not the downhill bike. Like that thing is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and so anyway, and it's really weird the way it all happened just cause I guess my brain's acting weird, but the way I remember it is I'm going down, you know, it's all really bumpy. And at one point I come around this t- corner and then all of a sudden my face is two inches from the ground and it's like time stopped right there. And I like, I literally have time to think, Oh, better get my hands in front of my face. And so I put them down and it was like time had stopped. And then there's this like three second delay and then bam, 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 bam. I, I, my bike off to the side goes, you know, crashing down, you know, with the light kind of now shining up in the air. And so I'm sort of face down and I was just thinking, Oh, it's kind of comfortable here, you know? And so I just like, close my eyes. And, uh, and then I realized that I'm kind of like, it's not a stream, but it was like runoff from the storm was under me. So now the front of me oh. soaked. And as I'm laying there, I'm like, oh man, my calf is hurting me. Like what happened to my calf, you know? And so when I got up, my calf was just in rough shape. It was like, it, if you flexed it at all, it just started seizing up on me. And so I still had to not just bike down to the trailhead, but I was going to bike all the way down to the two-wheel drive trailhead. So I had like three miles to go. He's trying and- to contact me and I don't get his, like, cause yeah. I have service down there. Not that great, but he's trying to contact me and I'm not picking up and satellite. You can't depend on that thing. So it's his messages were delayed to me, but he's thinking that I'm mad at him because he was rude to me on top of humble. So he thinks I'm ignoring him. <laughs> I was like, oh, she yeah. probably, she doesn't want yeah. to hear from yeah. me right now. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> I'm like, look, I, just because I think you were rude on me, I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> wow. So, and, and this was like a, this calf injury, like, yeah, I'm like, holy crap, you know, I'm probably done, you know, honestly, with it being that bad. And, uh, you know, you know, you couldn't even do one pedal because that forces your leg to flex a little bit or your calf. And then, ah, you know, oh. so I had to basically coast all the way down. And there were some little uphills that were really difficult to deal with, you know, because I didn't want to pedal, you know, so I was trying to do like, yeah, I have one leg off and just pedal with the, you know, the left foot that was good. And anyway, it was super annoying. So I get down there. I I find her car in the parking lot, and I just sort of like oh, throw the bike like, down. I'm like laying it all the over way, the bike. He bangs yeah. on the window, <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? And I'm then like, so I, yeah, he screamed my name, 
And then he like flails himself on the ground. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But I do like you know. Whenever he, I always hope that he comes back strong. And so it's always like you know we can laugh about it now, and it's funny now. But like it's it's that moment of like oh my god, what now? You know, like can you just have a good night? Like what is going (laughs) on? And so it's like oh my gosh, he's in a lot of pain. What is wrong? He hurt himself. I don't know what's wrong. He could have torn his calf. I I don't know. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, we need to get back. I had earlier in the day, this was our night that we were getting a hotel. It was our second, our second hotel. And it just did him really good. That first time we got a hotel to shower, to lay in bed with the puffy legs and just kind of and eat and we'll dry the gear inside. It just was, it was rejuvenating. And so that was our plan for this night to get a hotel. And so when he came, I'm just like, okay, we just have to get to the hotel. Let's just get to the hotel. Well, his pack is soaked. His clothes are soaked. Everything is just a mess. And so, so we're just, I'm just like, okay, so we get the bike on the car, get him in the car and then drive to the hotel. And the first thing we do, do you have anything else to add before I go into the hotel? Well, a little side note is you mentioned like those highs. Well, never in any of these records have I ever stopped at, 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 at like the hotel and like to get cleaned up. I'm like, ah, who needs to be clean, you know? And man, we did that in the San Juans. We stopped in like Montrose at one point and and man, that was the most amazing thing, just getting clean. It felt so good. Mm-hmm. And so I was definitely big on, hey, let's get another hotel, yeah, you know. And, so I'm glad we had it for that night. It was hard because all of the hotels were booked except for this one that I got. And they were like, well, we don't have air conditioning. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. That could be a problem. Like, I don't know if we, I don't know. What's it going to be like? Is it going to be super hot and stuffy? Are we going to be able to dry anything out? I don't know. It ended up being like, I loved the hotel. It was perfect. It was cool enough at night. It was great. And so drive to the hotel, get him in. The first thing he wants to do is get in the bathtub. And so turns on the water and just lets the water run in the bathtub fill up, you know, and then I come in and like the bathtub water is like brown. <laughs> I'm like, you're dirty. Yeah. I always wonder, yeah. I must have smelled pretty bad hiking by a lot of people. They probably remember that smell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and, you know, and he's just like something about Andrew. He just doesn't really hold back his moans. And so like, you know, hiking down, like a lot of the mountains that we're hiking, is just moaning and, Moaning, yeah, Andrea, you know? she got down after one peak up. Oh, maybe Grizzly or something. I can't remember. But and she she asked Laura, does he always moan like that? <laughs> well, well, it's just like, well, and Laura, Laura was like, no, he just does it with he just does it with me, you know? He only moans like that around me. And so and so he's in the bathtub and he's just moaning. And and then every once in a while he'll like yell. And I'm like, oh my god, what's wrong? You know? And so his calf is cramping up and oh. and it's like seizing up on him so i'm like okay well here this is well, gonna well, be my great thought, we're gonna pack some pickle juice right right well my thought had been yeah. it seemed like one of those deals were maybe were like maybe the pedal had just hit the calf because it wasn't like bloody or anything so i'm thinking maybe as i'm crashing the pedal hits my calf really hard and i basically got what do you call that like a dead yeah i thought it was like like a dead like, like a dead leg you know yeah. just yeah. um hitting yeah. your muscle really hard and, and then it gets yeah. really sore and like, you know earlier this year we were at goblin valley and my mom was having cramping issues and so she drank some pickle juice and as far as i knew that had solved the problem so 
we brought some pickle juice, you know, and uh, and so we're like, okay, hey, you know, maybe I'll, I just needed some extra electrolytes, to drink some pickle juice, you know. Yeah, but well, but he's not this peppy yeah. when when yeah. we were in the bathtub talking yeah. about. It. He's like he's like oh yeah, you know, and I'm like here, eat this pickle, and he's like. Um, you know, his eyes yeah. are closed. Andrea, do you think your next door neighbors at the hotel room were like super worried about you guys? Like, <laughs> 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 like, four o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's four o'clock in the morning, and so I'm like feeding him. I gave him like two pickles, and he drank like two swigs of pickle juice, maybe. And then, well, so then, then, uh, 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 well, I don't know when I should mention the rest of my mom's story in Goblin mm -hmm. Valley was that night she was up uh, puking and had diarrhea all night long, right? And I, I didn't know about that part of it. So, anyway, <laughs> oh my so I'm in the tub. You so know, we now. drained the bathtub, yeah. okay? Oh, and yeah, now he turns yeah. on the shower, right? You know? Yeah, and so he's got the shower yeah, running on him. And, and, but meanwhile, Andrea's trying to get me to eat more. That's kind of actually, you know, that's one thing we haven't even really talked about is like for her. Like the big, and for me too, like when I get, I'm hiking, I get in the car and I'm supposed to be stuffing myself with calories, like hiking and eating. And it hurts to try to always be eating that much. You don't well, want it. Especially when it's like junk yeah. food. You know, you're yeah. sick of cake. You're sick of yeah. cookies. You're sick of Oreos. You're sick of yeah. donuts. You oh know? yeah. And you don't, you don't want to eat, but you just do it because you have to, you know? And, yeah. and so she's constantly trying to push food down me. So she gets some pickles down me and I can't remember what she was talking about next, like the food and all of a sudden and, I well, was no, like, he's just complaining of his nausea. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, I just can't, oh, yeah. I can't eat this, anything. I can't I'm kick this nausea. nausea. I can't kick this nausea. And so then I like walk in and, and he's like, I'm so nauseous. And I'm like, Oh, it's going to be okay. You know? And then no, like he just starts vomiting his brains out like three times. It's like, like the most vomit I've ever seen. He's covered. I mean, I'm like, thank God you're in the bathtub. Like, I mean, I'm like, how do you have this much in you? I, I don't even know. It just, it was an amazing amount of vomit. He's like, I told you I was nauseous. <laughs> Oh I was gosh. so weak at that point. You know, oh, I was, was so, so weak. weak. I just oh, so I just laid gosh. there, you know, in my puke. Yeah, and, and oh, there. so yeah. then, so I kind of I compare it to like you know dealing with an infant because now I'm trying to bathe him and get this puke on, and you know, so I'm like. <laughs> So just trying and to- And these pickle chunks that won't go down the drain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I over and he's like trying to push the pickle chunks down. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, poor guy. Oh, it was just, what a disaster. But that just kind of, it was rock bottom, but it, it was the beginning of a really weak next day. And so we were like, well, how, you know, so after- we got him cleaned up. He got out of the bathtub. He didn't eat a thing. I put him in bed. He, and he slept, we slept till like 8am and, um, and he had the puppy legs on. I dried out all of his gear and then woke up the morning and we were like, what do we do? And so he was thinking that his calf, you know, by at this time we were like, you know, I, your calf is okay. It hurts, but it's going to be okay. It's, you don't have, well, that was, that was kind of our hope. Like I wasn't sure at all. Like, you know, and so I think you were feeling more optimistic after the Tylenol. Oh, maybe that could yeah. be, I don't remember feeling super optimistic, but we did have Pikes. It was, you know, not super far away from there and Pikes has a pretty good trail. And so I thought, well, we let's just go. So we're basically killing this whole day just to go do Pikes. 
you know, and, and let's just see how the leg does on pikes, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and so we headed over to, over there and, and that, you know, it ended up feeling like to me, just the longest, it was horrible hike ever. It was oh. the longest yeah. hike ever. It was just so slow. I mean, I, I had to like stop and take naps here and there and stuff like that. And he wasn't I was eating. So and so then I'm trying to put food in him and he gets mad oh, at me. Well, at that know? point I, I had this nausea. And so, and I usually don't have this issue, but like everything, just the thought of it would make me get nauseous, you know? Yeah. I didn't want to eat anything. So on the way down, we ended up getting uh, uh, in contact with our friend Lisa. And she, the only thing Andrew thought of that didn't make him nauseous was like was yogurt. Like, yogurt and would be so okay. yeah. he got hooked on Noosa after that. And so, um, he, so that was good because that is super high calorie. Like one of those nooses is like almost 400 calories. Definitely. So everything's by calories in the mountains, you know, when we're doing this stuff, it's like, well, how, I don't care what it is. How many calories is it? You know? And, um, and so that was good that he was able to get some, some of that in him, but it, we were really battling this nausea for probably the next couple of days too. That was rock bottom. This was, oh, yeah. I would say this, yeah, oh, that yeah. whole day, that probably in the, uh, in the tub, laying in that, my puke. Yeah, that, that was, yeah. I was yeah. sure that's pretty clear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like when we were hiking up pikes, he was hurting, but we knew it wasn't the end. Yeah, yeah. By the time we got down pikes, it was like my calf was still bothering me, but I was like, well, I know I can hike on this. It's not going to stop oh. me. You know, I can keep going. So that was good, but I was super weak. I was starting to feel really thin. Like I, I, I like to wear suspenders anyway. And it's a good thing because my pants would have all been falling yeah. off, you know? <laughs> and, and, uh, so, so yeah, but then the next day was going to be like, I had the little bear group plus, you know, California and hair. So, yeah, so, so it was a little intimidating going into that day mm -hmm. when I had, had such a rough time on pikes, you know, wow. but I was, I was going to say, you know, you never know when you go into one of these things, which of those peaks is going to be super rough. And, you know, I remember on the 14er record, Quandary was just a disaster for me. I was so tired and it was dark and it was covered in snow. I didn't know where the trail was. You know, it was uh, it was so hard. You know, so who would think Quandary would be hard, right? The same thing, Pikes. You know, you would never think that that would be one of the things I remember is like the worst parts of the whole thing. That's but sweet. but yeah, you know, but it was. Yeah. So, so some of the worst parts, uh, recollecting all the stories, Pikes. Half Stewart. Uh Stewart. Oh. Stewart. Yeah. So oh. you know, th those are not uh are not peaks that most people are uh you know thinking of the tough centennials, but it yeah, goes to yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, it's like the conditions combined with how you feel is so much of it. Yeah, and the, the timing too. You know, a lot of times you carefully plan to make sure you're not gonna be on something really bad in the dark, and mm -hmm. that does make a big difference, yep. you know. Capital. <laughs> Oh yeah, capital. capital. Oh yeah, capital. Well, a lot of people might think capital would be tough, but for me, I mean, I wasn't thinking it'd be anything. I've just done it so many times, and but to hit and it in the it, dark, it and ended up it being just, a big thing. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, that was super annoying. It's really annoying when you just want to get off to something fast and get some sleep, and then you end up, you know, bumbling around out there for hours and hours mm -hmm. and hours. You know. Yeah. I want to ask you about the logistics of the Little Bear group, then, because we were yeah. Yeah, wondering how you're going to do that. You double traversed the, the Blanca Little Bear Ridge, right? Yeah, I did. That was a last minute change. It really was. My original plan there had always been to start, um, you know, like by getting like a ride up Lake Como. And then, uh, you know, I was going to go up Little Bear and then go to Blanca and then over to Ellingwood and then out to California. 
And then from there, I was actually going to drop all the way. It's almost all the way back down to the trailhead. And so then it's sort of like a complete restart on Lindsay and Herfano. And that was my plan. And, uh, you know, we have this friend. He's got a car that's great for getting us up the Lake Como Road, you know. And uh, so he was he was there on our original schedule. He was going to be there. But with everything getting completely changed around, you know, it, it just wasn't working out for him. And I, then I was thinking about Andrea and how hard the support had been. And then it just kind of like hit me like, hey, wait a second. It probably works better just to do this as a loop anyway. Because if you do the uh, the gash ridge, like, well, basically, I, I've avoided having to drop all the way back down in between. You know, you've got Lindsay and Herfano. And then, you know, the way I was originally going to do it, you're dropping almost 4,000 feet. And then starting over again. And uh, and this other way I did it, you didn't have to do that. So I saved a lot of elevation loss there. So, and the good news for Andrea was she just got to stay put for the entire day. Like she just got to stay there. She could sleep. And, uh, you know, we, we actually, we got to laugh out of it because my sister, she can't sleep anywhere. She's like the lightest sleeper in the world. I remember once going home during college and I was on one side of the house and she was on another and I rolled in my sleeping bag. And she came out of her room across the house to <laughs> yell at me for making so much noise, you know, and she couldn't sleep. And uh, so anyway, she can never get sleep. So she's always talking about how exhausted she was. So anyway, after Little Bear Blanca, yeah. when I was gone for almost like 20 hours or something, I get back there. I was like, well, are you exhausted? <laughs> yeah. Or like, but no, Andrea, you know, she sleeps well, you know, so I don't have to worry about with that. You know, she had she was well rested, which is great because now she's got to do some long drive, you know, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, but that was kind of so. So originally I did have sort of a point to point plan, but so, yeah. So the, the plan then became, well, let's just do a loop from the Herfano trailhead or Lily Lake trailhead. And um, you know what I, you know, so obviously when I'm thinking about that, some of the things I'm targeting are like the gash ridge. So that's like this ridge that sort of goes kind of from uh, Lindsay to, you know, Blanca. And it's, it's got this one spot, this like five, four, I think is what it's called. Um, I'm not good at rating these things. So I always have to go up with other people. And then obviously the next part that would obviously, you know, you'd have to worry about would be the little bear Blanca Ridge. You know, you don't want to be on that during a rainstorm or in the dark or anything like that. So if you guys haven't done that Ridge, like that to me, that, that is just like, it sort of blows a lot of stuff away, just like it, how incredibly exposed it is. You know, in some of these moves you have to do on the Little Bear Blanca Ridge, you know, but I love it. I love it, but I'm, I'm definitely respect it and I'm scared of it, you know. But so as you're looking at the loop, that's the one big downside was, man, you know, it probably just makes the most sense just to do Little Bear and come back to Blanca. Like that was the one downside to this whole change in the logistics, right? But since I do like that, you know, that sort of stuff, you know, I was like, oh, that might be kind of fun. I've, I've never actually gone from Blanca to Little Bear before. So, you know, that would change it up a little bit. Anyway, so the, the way the day went was I was starting out and I, I felt kind of weak. You know, I was heading up. First, I did Herfano and then Lindsay. And I was moving OK, but I felt weak, you know, and that, that you know, that's probably to be expected just after the previous day and stuff. And I still was nauseous. I wasn't really eating yet. So, uh, yeah. And so then, and so I wasn't super happy with my speed. You know, I was definitely like, uh, you know, I was going a little slower than I wanted, but I was doing okay. So it wasn't like super depressing, but then, so as I'm heading over to Blanca, you know, it's, uh, it's getting a little bit later, but, and now some storms are kind of in the area. Right. And so obviously my, my biggest concern is let's get this traverse done, you know, and in the past, I've done that pretty fast, like an hour and 15 minutes, you know, and, and so that's pretty fast for that ridge. And I was, you know, I've been doing so much of that technical scrambling on this thing. I thought, hey, maybe I'll just sail right through it, you know, 
But what I didn't appreciate with this change in logistics, you're on these ridges like all day long. You know, once you leave, you know, Lindsay, you know, you're up there or sorry, you're on the approach from Lindsay, you know, you cross the stream and then it's pretty much, you know, you're on Herfano, you know, Lindsay, you traverse over to Blanca. There's no water. And so not only was I not eating, but I had no water really, you know, so I'm, I was like out of water, but I didn't want to drink all my water because I was going to rely on some snow. So what I did at one point, like on the little bear Blanc Ridge was like, I, I sort of hiked down a little bit to the top of this couloir where there was some snow and then you add some snow into your water and then you let it melt. And so that's a way to get some water, but it's definitely, you can't just, if you drink all your water, you're screwed. You have to save at least a half a bottle's worth of water. Because if you put, you know, just snow in a bottle, it's just going to be snow in a bottle. It's not going to melt. Know? It's not going <laughs> to melt. So, so anyway, so that was definitely a concern there, you know, where I was, I was, you know, I remember on the Little Bear Blanca Ridge constantly, like anytime I saw snow, I would like do a little detour, grab a handful of snow, you know, just eat it as I was going. But, uh, but so, so anyway, it was started like lightly, lightly sprinkling like around me, but Little Bear Blanca stayed dry, fortunately, you know, so I got over to Little Bear and then I got back. And, uh, and I still had a couple of hours of light left, I think. But what at that point, once I'm sort of back, and I didn't go all the way back to the summit of Blanca, I sort of skirted across it because I'd already been up there. What really got me was, you know, um, so, you know, you can see Little Bear and you can see Lindsay and you can see Ellingwood and they're all fairly close. And then there's California. And I was like, holy crap, it is way down there. And I, I did never appreciated that before, probably because when I hiked California, I didn't have to go to Ellingwood or something. <laughs> but it was just like, oh, my gosh. And it's going to be dark. I mean, right after I got on Ellingwood, you know. And so I was, oh, it was a little depressing. So anyway, I, I get over to Ellingwood and now it's like this light rain sort of starting. And I'd never done the route from well, that side. Well, Roach actually has a route up Ellingwood up this ridge and he calls it class two. But that has got to be the most optimistic, best route finding <laughs> job in history to keep that class too. Cause I, I like had to back up past a couple spots where I was dropping down and I'd hit this like cliff head wall. So I had to climb back up. I mean, I don't know how you keep that at class too, but, but like, uh, we were making fun of it. Uh, oh oh yeah, yeah. When you guys yeah, did it. When yeah. we did it, we were, we took pictures of just uh -huh. like holding up too. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, right. yeah. Okay. Class two. Oh, class so, two or bust. <laughs> so it was, it's so I, I use the word tedious a lot on this thing. So tedious, like, it's like a ridge where maybe it's not, you know, like super difficult or anything, but when it's just constant class feeling like, like class three or something. So it's just never quick. It just takes forever. That just felt like one of these tedious ridges. Plus now it's wet, you know, and now it's dark and the thing's just going on and on and on and on. And, and so California, Oh, it just went on and on. And Oh, that was so, that was horrible. You know, that was one of those things where I, I was optimistic earlier thinking I'd be down, you know, in the night and get some sleep. But by the time, you know, I, I, at one point I hit off the ridge and out of the rain and took a little nap for a while. But by the time I got going again and dropped down and got back to the car, it's morning, you know. Of course, <laughs> so right? I hate that. I hate that because I like to sleep in the night. You know, that's when you want to get your sleep in when, when it's dark. You don't want to sleep away those beautiful morning hiking hours, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, but so I, I did like that loop a lot. I think that's actually a great loop. But I think where I really underestimated was, man, going all the way out to California. California. Yeah. Oh. But that has some classics in it for sure. You know, linking up like the gas. I mean, it's just a day of all ridges, you know. So you did all this research on routes that do go. In your research, did you find bridges that don't go? Like you got stumped and had to retrack and change, change plans? 
Man, no, research. I'm just saying I, uh, you know, and, and, you know, cause I do know the, the 14ers really well. Right. And so some of those other harder spots I had definitely looked at. So probably the one that would have got me would have been that one on North Elis. If, if one of them right. was going to get me, it would have been that one. Cause nobody's ever posted like a trip report about that route or anything that I've ever seen, you know? So it was just, just total guesswork. But, but um, in your research last six years, did you research a ridge that you hoped would go and realize it didn't? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. In scouting. Yeah, oh, yeah. let's see. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I see. Gosh, I wonder. I feel like all of our scouting trips went fairly well. We yeah. were never like, we never did a scouting trip where we were like, oh, this isn't going to work. We were always really successful in our scouting trips. Yeah. I mean, we might've said, well, Hey, that's probably not the fastest way to go, you know, or something like that. Right. In a scouting trip. But, but usually we found a way to get from one peak to the next one. Yeah. Usually know? our quote, but you know, yeah. it's just, everything goes. Everything's a route. <laughs> well, that's, that's <laughs> how hard. Like I've noticed with these trips and these uh, these ways that you combine things, it seems like you move really well when you are in the scrambling terrain, Um, you know, third, fourth, even low five, you're moving really well. We're looking, you know, watching the tracker and I'm like, geez, I would be crawling on this. And there's still like the 10 minute intervals or whatever, still jumping right along. It's, It's like you're running on this ridge and I'm like, damn, I'd be crawling and hoping I didn't fall off. And mm-hmm. uh, I've always liked scrambling. You know, I really have. I've always loved that terrain. The funny thing is that I never really got into rock climbing, you know, so it's kind of funny with me. I'll, I'll get to a spot and I'll be like, I can't do that. And I, you know, that's it. Whereas someone who had more climbing experience might sit there and try to solve the problem, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, so I definitely like you know, if you go above, like, like I've been outdoor, anything above, like say a five, six would probably really scare the crap out of me, you know? So, yeah. So I like, uh, like low, like class four, low class five is probably. Yeah. I'm curious about your gear. So for most of the standard 14ers and in your 14 or 10, probably doing trail runners or day hikers. Did you ever have to change your gear up and wear approach shoes for jagged or did you do all this in trail runners? And I mean, yeah that's a funny story yeah you mentioned that so well because i did i wanted approach shoes for uh the wham ridge um you know in jagged and uh but normally i don't my feet are really i've got all these injuries like this thing called morton's neuroma which is super annoying and then from the winter like having these like uh you know ski boots on the outside of my foot really gets aggravated if it's rubbing against like narrow shoes and stuff and uh so i can't i generally can't hike very far in like uh like approach shoes you know, without them bothering my feet. Right. But so when I was going from Rio Grande pyramid to, uh, meet these guys, you know, where you, you leave the Colorado trail to go up to Vestal basin, the top of my foot, there's this tendon where it was super irritated by like the, the, the laces on my feet, on my, my shoes. So I was like, I completely have loosened them completely. So there's no pressure there. It's still hurting really bad. Yeah. He ended up sending out a message to us at like one in the morning telling us to come get him. He was like, come get me and carry my bag because my foot is killing me. Yeah. I mean, they were just like two miles down the trail and I was like, oh, come on guys. And I was like, oh, for a half a second, I thought about it, but I knew I would have to go. I was like, yeah, just get out of bed and come up and meet me up here. It would lift my spirit so much, you know? (laughs) And and yeah, and then the the tendon was just hurting. So I was even about to cut the tongue completely off, you know, and just try to have it be just completely open up there. But then, so they they were bringing these approach shoes and I ended up just wearing them for the rest of the thing, the whole thing, the approach shoes. And, uh, and because they're stiffer 
And so they prevented the top of my foot from bending as much, you know, and they were able to get me through that. I still like I'm still dealing with that stupid injury. Like if I put like my Birkenstock sandals on, it's right over that spot mm-hmm. and it's still sore. You know, it's still really sore. Wow. But that tendon messed up. But uh, so, uh, yeah, so definitely, you know, and then, oh, my gosh. Well, what gosh. ended up happening oh, yeah. was that, you know, he need, his, his, his feet are wide. And so the approach shoes, they don't really work with his wide feet. Right. But but he needed that to lay off the pressure for his tendon. And so we were like, well just hike with one approach shoe and one hiking <laughs> shoe. And so that's what he did. Oh <laughs> so I carried out one that's to hike with his approach shoe. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's, that's wild. That's so wild. Oh, oh, sorry. Well, so that was one thing too. But you know, actually, if I, one of the things I'd like to mention that was really surprising to me uh, on this whole thing, because normally when you picture someone doing these FKTs, you know, if you ask, if you were asked to describe the pack you'd expect them to have on, what do you think? What would you sort of guess? Small and light, right? Oh, like probably like a Batman twenty-five liter running vest type of fast pack, like a thing. tiny nothing vest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you see some of these guys that are so fast, like Anton, and it's like, oh man, if he's, he's even got wearing like, a pack, it's you know, so small. A little right? pocket of food yeah. and two small water bottles. Yep. Well, so <laughs> after that first night, I mean, I didn't want to get caught out there without my gear anymore you know so i ended up wearing my 65 liter arteric's like backpacking pack the whole time the entire wow. virtually the entire Even time like oh. on just yeah. like the easiest peaks it yeah. was like oh great grays and tories 65 liter pack here we go well, it, was, it was mostly empty <laughs> it was mostly yeah. empty and you know it, it the other packs that he have don't doesn't have that back support so we realized that that back support's important you know you got the waist belt you have the back support so so yeah, we he would just take it even if it wasn't filled so and i generally like i don't you know love to pump up our tariffs because everything's so expensive you know there's their but gear they so do expensive. have great gear but man that pack was amazing you know it was really amazing and so it's really surprising that that was my main pack this whole time you know and uh and i do love the back support on that thing yeah so mm-hmm. so that was a surprising piece of gear another thing that was like it's it's amazing did i go through is my freaking poles like i have this pulls, I like to have a T grip on my pulls because it gives you a, um, instead of just a straight pull, you know, yeah, it's like an L shape on the top, actually not a T grip, but an L. And it allows you to really line up your wrist properly, like when you're descending and stuff. And so you yeah, don't get like wrist tendonitis anymore, like I used to. And, uh, but I went through, I actually have several sets of those poles because I'd gotten some for Andrea, I had a spare pair, I, I so many pairs. I right. went through eight tips of these poles. I, I've had my poles for yeah. like three years, <laughs> and he goes on one hike and they're broken. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like what yeah. are you? doing he just would come back mountain after mountain and i need a new pair of poles i broke these poles these tips are gone i'm like dude (laughs) so uh, and then i'm trying to think was there anything else that was like sort of surprising i mean the pack was really the big one for me because and just the fact that like i was always carrying around my big the same gore-tex parka that i used in the winter that's the thing i was using i wasn't bringing any of that lightweight crap after that first night, yeah, you know, I was yeah. just like, I did not want to get like yeah. frozen again. Yeah. You know? Unless we really knew, like, you know, during the day we would have different puffies, you know, it's like, he has this big, heavy green puffy for the nighttime. We've learned our lesson. We're like, no matter what, you're going to bring that through the night because it just, 
that's going to save you. Maybe once in a while, he didn't bring it if we absolutely knew that the weather was going to be perfect, but you don't ever know that the mountains are so unpredictable. And so, you know, most of the time he's hiking in like a lighter puffy, but definitely always his rain jacket. And so, and then he has these big, um, big heavy gloves that I would say that you didn't really use too often. I didn't end up using it. It was funny because I was using them on the 14er record uh, too, a few years ago. And my friend, Charlie, who had climbed uh, Denali, he was hiking with me at one point and I was wearing them <laughs> on Grays and Tories, you know? And he was like, oh, wow, those are the same gloves I wore on Denali. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so yeah, so lightweight traveling probably isn't my strength. Yeah, no. But mm -hmm. man, I just... Uh, you know, I, I do. I hate having like trying to stuff a bunch of crap into yeah, a little pack. Yeah, I mean, pack we and, tried. We yeah. tried to use a smaller yeah. pack and we're like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'm not, why? Why should we just, just keep yeah. shoving and stuffing? Let's just use the bigger pack. So, so anyway, yeah. So I probably carry more than I really needed to. But man, that night, first night really set the tone for a lot of that. So anyway, so yeah, as far as gear goes, you know, the other thing I did that I probably wouldn't have wanted to do was a couple, you know, I brought a rope for both jagged so i had to carry a rope a long ways for that one and for dallas you know just because mm -hmm. i didn't want to dink around with trying to down climb those you know and i'm glad i brought them <laughs> yeah, i was like used, super happy to have the ropes the rope for the rappel yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. wow but, yeah that was one of my questions on the forum it was interactive i said you know how are you carrying the rope or which one are you going to use rope for and you were andrew you were really quick on the forums even while doing all this to respond to people's questions which is really fun for us fans watching <laughs> who was the third person that was doing the spreadsheet Oh, Glenn, Glenn oh. Miz. Oh, yeah. Glenn. We don't yeah. know. Yeah. We oh, don't no, really no. Know him. I did. Oh, you don't know I him? Once. Oh, yeah. Did? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, so was he like, was a guy. So, back in 2015, there was like this flurry. Actually, started in 2014 of, <laughs> of 14er records, you know, like, you know, Cave Dog set this amazing time in 2000, right? And then for 12 years, there's nothing. You know, everyone's like, well, the record's never going to be broken. You know, what else can we do? And then Homie goes, and uh, this guy, John Praters, is uh, his name from Boulder. And I sort of inspired, I think, a bunch of us to like think about the 14er record again. And so in 2014, I tried it and failed. This other guy, Brett, tried it and failed. And so meanwhile, these people started like following and uh, it was kind of exciting. And then they'd have like these graphs. I mean, they're probably still up there somewhere of like how many peaks we covered in so many days and how many miles and all this. And you could see each of our performance against Cave Dog and against each other. And so and it was the same thing in 2015. And, uh, and Glenn, he was sort of like the Excel, the Excel guy. He was yeah, incredible. He, yeah. I mean, he was just keeping all of the yeah. stats. And he just always shows up, you know, and, and <laughs> yeah. just does it, you know, yeah. when he sees something like yeah. this going on. But I did get to meet him because he came out and joined me on uh, Decalibron back in 2015. Oh, it was so, Yeah, yeah. And it was in the fog and the cold and he was strong. You know, he, you know, he's this older guy. And, uh, but man, he we was, knew he, was he would come sharp. through this year for yeah. sure. We were <laughs> like, Glenn's going to show up. <laughs> well, he, was, so cool. he was amazing. Cause like 30 peaks in, I was like, I wonder if you're going to have more distance in the Colorado trail on this attempt or not. And Glenn was like real quick. Like he did the math on the Colorado trail and the distance you were doing <laughs> and he was estimating like the, the fudge factor on every 10 minutes of direct, you know, direct pings versus like the margin of error. Right. What you have, 471 miles or so was the official. Oh, you know, I, I, yeah, actually, I've never even looked at that. You know, I, it's people always ask me, well, what's your total elevation gain? Like, I haven't got a clue, you know, you know, it's out there. The information's out there. And when I'm hiking, whenever anybody's like, well, how many miles is it? I'm like, well, you're at 
twelve five, so it's fifteen hundred more feet to go. You know, it's yeah. like I just we think in terms of the elevation. Question. When people yeah. ask us, well, how many <laughs> miles is it really? I don't know. Yeah. We can tell you the elevation. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> where that really bites me though is like on those. You know, where I really suffer is like so. For example, Capital, and then you've got this eight mile, the mile hike on the, the trail. Oh, yeah. I hate those parts that just go on and on and on on this trail. That like never that's ends. where the miles do yeah. kind of count because right. you're going yeah, like nine do. miles, you right. know, but yeah. it's on like the smaller hike where it's like, oh, well, how many miles? It's like, well, I, we don't really think of it in miles. We think of it in elevation. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that is interesting. I, I, it is surprising. It's, it's, um, I don't think it's as many miles as you might think it would have to be to, to do the thing, you know, um, because of all the link ups and stuff you can do. Um, but man, I'll tell you, a lot of that terrain was just so slow, you know, and so it might, it, you know, I, I figured a lot of people might think, oh, you know, man, he's always moving so slow. <laughs> but uh, that's what I felt like just because, because, uh, you know, I just felt so weak all the time and beat up and stuff. But, uh, but yeah, there was a lot of really tough terrain, you know, so it's, it really is hard to, you know, compare it with, with, you know, like, a, you know, a Colorado Trail sort of record where, you know, you can sort of get a nice steady pace going you know, and sort of maintain that day after day. I can tell you 471 miles, mm -hmm. 249,000 feet of vertical <laughs> green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's amazing, yeah. really. What was cool, what was cool, you know, is back to, to that high thing was that you know, I didn't know going in, it was like, well, am I going to finish and be in the hospital like 2014 or am I going to finish and, and be okay? And it was cool to sort of survive everything and then just feel sort of strong at the end, you know? That's amazing. That definitely cool. What did you do after, at the end? Did you go to a beach somewhere and just drink Mai Tais for it? Need hot dogs? Well, what did, what did you well do? we did. We did actually go to the beach, but that was sort of pre-planned. Like it's this family trip every mm -hmm. year we went to south carolina but i had to work because i burned through all my vacation time <laughs> on the thing so i still but, had to you work. know yeah. it took us a while to get back into the swing thing like it took him a, a little while to get working again but you know it just for so long it we really for that week we just didn't really catch up on sleep we just felt like always tired we were so tired so tired every yeah. day was just tired yeah you get into this groove of just getting up you know and hiking all the time and you're you know it's just so weird how then when you stop all of a sudden you're just so tired all the mm -hmm. time hard to you know hard to do anything mm -hmm. and i'm actually hurting more now like i uh like about seven days in when i was all swollen and stuff i i noticed this lump you know in my abdomen and and then it turns out that it's a hernia so somewhere along this thing i gave myself a hernia <laughs> and uh and I didn't, I, it didn't really bother me that much as I was going, but once I found out what it was now, all I can feel is this freaking hernia all the time. Oh, oh, so I got yeah. that. And I've also got this elbow injury. Uh, when Andrew was with me on oh, Silver Hills, yeah. this stupid little three inch rock that normally, you I, know, those you move know, out of the I way. I wish I had a picture of him laying there. That Usually I take some good shots of him when he's like face planning or something. I didn't have what I wasn't quick enough, but like he just, there was this little rock sticking up and they just caught him and he just tripped over that and he fell face down uh, like so fast and so hard and he just laid there and moaned about his elbow <laughs> and poor guy i was like oh my gosh i thought it was broken you know i'm like oh my god well, it was it was kind of i thought it was one of those pains like stubbing your toe where it hurts really bad at first and you just need to sit there and moan for a second and then it'll be fine right but then the next day you know and so whatever i was just dealing with it and the next day it was like 
it was like stuck to my shirt. I hadn't even realized it had been bleeding and stuff. And oh. anyway, now it's all swollen and I can't put my elbow down on anything. It's super yeah, annoying. I'm you know? thinking like we yeah. were like, well, did he chip a bone? You know, yeah. maybe he chipped a bone or something in there. So Wow. So it's funny. It's like the further we're getting away, and and now I haven't been exercising as yeah, much, so I'm feeling out of shape, and my knees are hurting, like, and I got so a hernia. Because he's falling uh, apart. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but hey, one one story I I did want to mention too before uh before we we stop okay. or at any time was yeah there was the a reservoir. yeah so this was you know so I was actually doing great you know we were down to our last twenty peaks. And, uh, and, you know, I had to curse Jerry Roach a few times for some of the routes he puts in his book because, <laughs> you know, a man, the willows, <laughs> the willows I have suffered because of that man, you know, but like, uh, so I'm, you know, and, and, you know, those peaks. So I'm in the 10 mile mosquito range and by Sherman, you know, you do this one called Dyer. So I was coming out this little Sacramento Creek and, uh, man, that is the worst range for the 3000 foot roll. It's hard to meet the 3000 foot roll when you're dealing with 14ers. And to drop an additional 200 feet, it's like, oh my gosh, it's like another couple of miles, you know, is what it feels like anyway. It might not be an actual two miles, but so, you know, after Dyer, it, it was all these like mud willows too. And, and I was, I, I did, I made one of those videos where I, I screamed out Roach, even though I love Roach. I mean, his book was basically what got me into these 14ers mm -hmm. records, you know, because it has all these, all these different options for climbing all these mountains, which I had never known about before. And, uh, but so anyway, so then uh, the next, so it was like it was like last minute where we had gotten permission to do the calibron you know i had climbed these extra peaks and i had just assumed you know i the whole time i'm thinking well should i do them illegally but not tell anybody and then in a few years where people are like saying haha you've got an asterisk i'll be like oh yeah haha i did it illegally i just didn't tell anybody you know because i didn't want to yeah so you know i mean i all these we thoughts thought of all in the my head. you know then some days i was like oh i couldn't do that you know other days oh yeah i'm gonna sneak there in the night and i had it all planned out because the other thing that not doing Decalibron did was it hurt like the way you link up like, you know, with Buckskin, which is it, a centennial and then Clinton, which I had. Oh, my gosh. There's another the Clinton. Oh, another oh, one yeah. I had never done before that route. Yeah. So. Uh, so anyway, so it was super exciting to get a go do Decalibron, um, you know, legally so we could go do it. And then I could do the link up, you know, from Buckskin to basically to Bross, to Lincoln, to Democrat and then over to, to Clinton and down. So. And, um, when, and we're on top of Decalibron and we see this trail, you know, down there and we're like, wow, all you have to do. Well, is, it's, it's a road. It's a road. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a road. It's a road. Yeah, yeah it's a road. And so, so we see him. We're like, all you have to do is get there. That's all you yeah. have to do. And when you get there, it's going to be great. It'll be perfect. Yeah. It's big. It's so obvious. And we were like super excited yeah. about it. So but I had forgotten, you know, I've done a route before called the I think it's called like the Quandocrat Traverse. If I said that right, it's basically Quandary to Democrat. There's some really spicy stuff in there. It's, it's a great route, you know. Like, uh, you'd be surprised if you're ever on, uh, you know, if you ever exit I-70 at, at uh, Copper Mountain and you're headed towards McClure Pass or towards, uh, you know, Leadville, there's this reservoir on the left-hand side sort of on your way up the pass. And if you happen to look up at the ridgeline, right as you're going by this reservoir, it's really impressive looking. It's like all these spires, yeah. like, jagged up and down. Yeah. And uh, so that's a neat route. And, uh, and lots of technical stuff, including the North Ridge of Democrat, right? That's also pretty tough. Um, so... Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so anyway, uh, Andrea was with me. We did buckskin. She did the Calibron with me. And at Democrat, it just got dark. And, you know, so I had been hoping to have a little more light. But, you know, like this, I, mm -hmm. I mean, we had gotten actually in a big rainstorm heading up uh, Bross. And uh, so but at least now it was dry. 
And so that's always a bonus when you're going into some of that technical stuff. But um, so then Andrea headed back down to get the car and she was going to meet me uh, by Montgomery Reservoir. It's like a trailhead in Roach's book for Clinton, you know. And uh, so I do this traverse and man, that traverse in the dark, it's really difficult. Um, so just dropping down the North Ridge of Democrat, it's it's got one spot and you can see it from far away. It's like this big notch in there. And wow, that was really hard. I When I did that in the light. I remembered there being hard there and I remembered the spot where you drop, come around this thing and drop down and I couldn't go back up it. Like, and so I had to find a different way around this thing. And that was actually surprisingly off a Democrat, probably one of the sketchiest positions I felt like I was in on the whole thing when, wow. where I finally got around this hard move to get up there. And uh, like, yeah, that was like super sketched out. And, uh, but you know, so I made it and then in the dark, I'm going along this, you know, whenever it's dark, the ridges always seem like they never end and they always go up and down forever. So I get to Clinton and now I'm at this point, I got to descend Clinton and I've never done that route before, you know? And, uh, and so, but I had like, you know, I'd always done it before I, you know, had gone on the satellite photos, drawn in a route to follow. And so, you know, I descend down and it was surprisingly wet over there. And after talking to people that knew the area, like they're like, Oh yeah, it's like, everything's wet over there. But I didn't know that. It's just, you know, you know, everything's usually pretty dry, you know? And uh, so anyway, I get down and, and there's just like a lot of like just running water and I get down to this road and this road, <laughs> this thing puts freaking jaws to shame. Like, I mean, Lake Como is nothing uh, compared to this road. You should see this freaking road. And it's like, the, part of the problem is like the water is constantly running down the road. Like it's a river. I mean, so it's, it's like, a and river. So, so there's these giant <laughs> boulders and stuff. So then you get down to the spot where from far away, the road enters this willowy area. But of course I wasn't worried about it because, Hey, I'm on a road. It's not going to be a problem. And, uh, but then, I mean, I, I took some of these pictures and they probably didn't get posted, but like where it's it was, story. it was constant. Oh yeah. Where yeah, I take a picture of this road and it's a lake lined by willows, which are <laughs> yeah, soaking wet from the just, rain that hit, hit mean, us before on Bross. And, and so I, and it was just like, and I just wanted There's to no be road. down. And so finally, you know, at first I'm always trying to stay out of the water, but finally when I threw in the towel and started wading through all these pools and it was just going on and on. And, oh, so I was so miserable, you know, and, and that just went on forever. And finally I get to this road, an actual road. Now it's a good road. And, uh, Not the river and road. <laughs> thor Not thoroughly, the river thoroughly road. demoralized. There was one car like camping a mile up, but some of these moves those cars make, man, Anyway, it blows me away. Like, but uh, but then I get to the road, and now I still have to drop to get to the three thousand foot rule spot, right? So I'm hiking out this freaking road, you know, totally flat dirt road, until I finally see Andrea's car, you know. And of course, I'm a few hours probably later than we expected, maybe just a couple, you know. But um, knock on the door, and so she goes to start the car, and the car won't start. You oh, know? So the car is no. totally dead. Yeah, I was like. Yeah. <gasps> Yeah. Holy crap. It's like three in yeah. the one, oh, one. It was like, one, or no, it was like or two three or three in the morning, probably. three in the yeah. morning, two in the morning. And, 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 and she's been sleeping there, you know, for several hours. Like there has been nobody out there. No one. Yeah, I mean, we're nobody. like, we're miles yeah. in. There's yeah. nobody. There's who's no gonna service. Come there's no there's phone no, service. No phone service. And it's just the car. And it was, oh. it tried, it was like, you know, it's clicking. And so, okay. But we had brought one of those little like spare battery packs, those little itty bitty ones. And so tried connecting that up there and just didn't do a, a dang thing, you know? Oh, and uh, so we're like, well, what do we do now? And then, but right then, it was right then, literally, literally right, right there, a car there. drives up, you know? And so we, we see headlights we, and Andrew's yeah. like, I see headlights. And I'm yeah. like, what? <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Three in the morning. Like, 
So, and then, so these people come out and at first it wasn't working, you know, they're trying to jump the car and it's Yeah, we were starting. like, do you guys have cables? And yeah. they're like, yeah, we have cables. So I was like, oh my God, this is like a freaking miracle. And so they, you know, we hooked up the car and it wouldn't start, but um, I guess my car was so dead that we had to wait about 15 minutes uh, with it hooked up to. At that point, it was getting to the point where we were kind of like feeling bad for them. Mm-hmm. And we're like, hey guys, don't worry about it. You know, yeah. you know, we'll figure something out. And they were out. like, we'll no, they were text. like, no, let's yeah. usually you have to wait, yeah. you know, sometime we'll just wait 15 minutes. And then sure enough, it finally started again. And it was, oh, it wow. was amazing because, well, what we were thinking is we were like going to have to satellite message his sister, but we would have to, we'd have to wait till morning to, to get it. Then she'd have to drive all the way out. I mean, it was just, it would just put us massive amounts of yeah. time behind. So that was really lucky. Wow. And what was really funny is the next day is we're hiking up Silver Hills, which is sort of the opposite side. And you can look back and see Clinton and the Decalibron and see Montgomery Reservoir. There was like the most amazing sun ray and it was leaving this perfect golden triangle mm-hmm. right on the reservoir, yeah. <laughs> right on the corner where she had been parked. Yeah, it was, and it was like it was like the spot of our miracle. Yeah, had this golden yeah. sunlight. Yeah, ray it, on was it, you know? cool. so. it was pretty cool. It was pretty amazing. So that was That's definitely so something to remember. Yeah. That's a cool. Did you post that picture mm-hmm. up there? I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. That's amazing. Are, are you guys journaling this like for a personal journal? So in 20 years, you can look back and read it and share these stories together. Well, we're, well, we're going to yeah. listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm actually, I actually am happy you guys, uh, you know, contacted me again. Cause I know we had talked a lot about the centennial record the last time we talked. Okay. Right. And yeah. that, that's when I was like, Oh yeah. 18 days. Yeah. I can do. Yeah. Right. I'm super happy with 22 and a half. You know, I'm really happy with that. But, uh, but yeah, um, you know, and I mentioned this earlier, how nice it was to have the Instagram and Andrea's story and all that stuff. I also wrote up an account, which I sort of put up on, um, you know, the 14ers.com. It's sort of like, it's sort of like what I call the short version. It's like still seven pages, you know, in Word. So it's still pretty long. But then it was like funny because people ask questions and I, I forget like things that were big deals. Like, actually, I didn't even mention to you guys. Like I, when my sister showed up like a week in, I had trench foot because my foot had been wet for an entire week, basically. And, you know, basically, I didn't even really know what that was. Well, I'm assuming this is what it was. It's like my foot's been wet for a week. And now the bottom of my foot doesn't even, it stays that like whitish color. He had like this white patch on the pad of his foot and it started like cracking. It was cracking apart and it was really painful. And it was super painful. And uh, and that probably, you know, another week of that pain probably would have been doing me in right there. But my sister had some skin glue and she just like lined the crack with the skin glue and so problem solved, you know, and then, you know, it was a little drier (laughs) after that. But yeah, that was something that I completely forgotten about in, and there's, I mean, I'm sure there's, there's so much more. I mean, there were so many of these rough nights out there and, and the suffering, I mean, uh, and so it's good. I'm glad to have like this. Cause you know, I did a podcast with uh buzz at uh, the F- FKT, you know, uh, people, and it was like an hour. And, and after the hour, I was well, like, I was well, sitting here. Yeah, they, I didn't was even, like, they didn't even yeah. talk about right. the record. We were just talking about other Florentina yeah. records. That, you know, so anything, we didn't even get around to and, the centennials. <laughs> and mentioned about the centennials yeah. was on his was on like his prompt. You know, yeah. it wasn't even asked by them. Oh, yeah. So, so it was like they called yeah. to talk about the centennials yeah. and didn't talk about. And the it centennials. was a good conversation. But afterward, I was like, oh man, you know, it's like. There, there was so much suffering that happened on this thing. Yeah. And I'm glad that I'll remember it because, you know, I never really kept track of all that stuff from 2015. And so I'm kind of sad, you know, because that was rough too. 
that was rough too. But now I just remember everything working perfectly. We stayed mm -hmm. on the schedule. Yeah, piece of cake, you know, no problem. <laughs> it was fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with it's that in like, mind, is there anything that we skipped over that you guys want to want to say or get out there or remember 20 years from now? <laughs> yeah, let's see. Well, let's see. We covered a lot. Well, our uh, I, I would say something that was big for us was like the satellite communication. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Something big yeah. for us was <laughs> like, uh, oh, yeah, we yeah. had a we had a rough yeah. night. Um, kind of when he was coming off of Albert and I well, had so to... let me let me preface this by saying we use these satellite trackers made by Garmin, you know, and so what's great about them is you can send text through them, right? And normally we're pretty stingy with the text because like I remember sometimes Andrea, she'd be like, hey, you know, text, you know, how you doing? Text. And I'm like, you know, I only got 40 of those. I have month. a bad habit yeah, of sending you know, multiple yeah, texts. It's you like know? bam, bam, bam. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, once you use up your 40 messages, those are like a buck each. So like one time my bill was like 150 bucks, you know, so hundred like, characters, damn it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, use up all 160 <laughs> characters every time you write me a text. Emoji. You know, no, hey, how Lucky you doing? Emoji. Stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but anyway, my sister had this great idea, but I don't know why I hadn't thought of this, but we upgraded our plan to unlimited messaging before this thing, you know, I mean, it seems obvious now, um, you know, so for an extra 15 bucks, you can do like unlimited messaging, you know, for a month. You that, know? And that was yeah. absolutely And cute. it was great. Are you guys uh, starting to plan anything for the future? Or you just kind of laying low for a while. Like, what's next for you two? Gosh, we have... We actually, that's funny because we just sat down the other day and we just made a list of all of our, a lot of our long-term goals. We have a, a few really big ones and a long list of smaller ones. And our big ones are big and our smaller ones are, are, are a good size, you know? Yeah. For us, this is kind of what we do. Like my sister goes on a lot of like cool vacations, you know, like like to, to Hawaii and stuff like that, you know, she's got like a rich father-in-law that can pay all the bills. And so they're always doing these really neat trips. This is kind of like for us, this is like our version of planning for vacations. You know, it's like, you know, just, and, and so how do we start thinking about this stuff? You know, it's like, yeah, you start looking at some of these FKTs, even though we're really not FKT people. We're not like, like trail runners and stuff like that that can mm -hmm. move fast and stuff like that. But you know, it, it, I have a lot of fun, like when you look at a route and then coming up with the logistics and cool routes to do between them. And it just gives us something to plan for and keep yeah. us in shape. You know, you got to stay motivated, stay in shape and, and stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know. And, you know, something that's really kind of come around recently is that we've started doing these um, um, FKTs as like the mixed gender category where because we do so much together that where in the FKT world, it's like, well, I could claim a female or we could do it together and just do have our own category and just plaster these FKTs, you know, with our names all over it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we're kind of like, well, that's kind of fun to think about. And, and, you know, but so much, you know, not even thinking about the FKT, just being out there together, that's kind of, you know, thinking about just like what it does for us and our relationship and how it grows us as a couple and just building our life. That's yeah. kind of what drives us. You know, we click really well out there. We really, um, we really thrive out there together. And so it's not for us, it's not really so much about the FKT, even though that helps us, you know, it's part of our drive, but it's really more about just how we connect out there and, 
kind of grow together. So we definitely have, I mean, even like, you know, in, I guess over Labor Day, we have like, we're going to go out to Chicago basin and we're going to go see how fast we can hike in the 17 miles, do the four and come back out and, you know, and, and call it, call it our FKT, you know? So that's probably going to be our last, adventure like last kind of mini bit mini adventure um fkt for this year but um but next year and the following years we definitely have some some big ones planned and plus uh we uh, people were you know we were talking to like chris tomer and uh seems like there was another person about well what could we do outside of colorado Mm because you know one of my 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 goals eventually i'll get to is like a thousand 14 or climbs you know, I'm at like, I'm almost at 800 now, you know, so like might as well get in 200 more. And, uh, you know, that would be kind of a cool lifetime achievement, you know, and, uh, but like, yeah. but now I got, I got, I should branch out a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and then someone was like, oh, wow, Wyoming has some great mountains, you know, like these Wyoming 13ers and the wind rivers and gosh, I mean, I know almost nothing about those peaks and stuff. So mm-hmm. we were thinking about, you know, maybe heading up there and, and, you know, looking around a little bit. And, uh, you know, a record that would be really fun to do would be like the 74 um, 14ers in the lower 48 states. Yeah, that's probably right? like one of the biggest ones that, that we were be, thinking about yeah. is, is just going for, you know, because we've done all of the 74, but we haven't, you know, ha- we haven't linked them all up in, wow. in, in one consistent time frame. So, um, so that's probably, and then... That wouldn't be easy too, because like if you started with yeah. the fourteen record, you're gonna be toast, and now you got to go do California. So, which is those are really difficult. And, and so basically, this is it's kind of like a a two for one too, because we would start with the fifty eight, and we were kind we were toying with the idea of, well, I could go for the women's fifty eight, and then <laughs> carry it on to. California and then Washington. So I wouldn't mind being support one time. I think I'd be great at support. Cool. I have no fear about getting to the trailheads. Like that's a big fear for her. Is like, oh, she's gonna screw up and get lost on it's the It's a lot of pressure. You know, yeah. it's yeah. like you've got someone yeah. de- totally dependent on you yeah. being there at that time. And so totally. now what happens if something goes wrong? You get a flat or and I'm alone. I'm like, yeah. I should, I don't know. Yeah. So it's, it's a lot yeah, of pressure. A lot of, a lot of fear. And a yeah. lot of fear yeah. for me. So I you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have to have the fear of the of knowing where to go. I know where all these trailheads are and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So and then uh yeah, I mean, I would look, yeah, I would love for her to come in and be all tired and I could like take care of her, pour some food <laughs> down her. I mean, man, I'd be, I'd be, I'd be amazing. It's important. And I'm getting too old for this anyway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and the, the female um, 14er record is, is 14 days. So we were kind of actually it's looking like, at like the schedule. It's like 14 days and, and eight hours. And uh, it was Danielle. She was like, you know, a top adventure racing woman at the time, like in the world, you know, she mm-hmm. raced with these uh like Mike Closer. I don't know if you've heard any of these names, but you know, they were a really good uh adventure racing team. And uh and her time, I mean she was so strong back then, but man, the weather was bad both yeah. for everybody. It was like the year 2000 and you know there was bad weather. And unlike some of the guys who were like, yeah, it's lightning bolts. If I die, I die. You know, she would actually come back down and like go somewhere else. Like I said, I don't like to do like run from the weather. What I was doing this time, that was kind of what she was doing a lot of. She was like, you know, running like to the Yelps, getting only a, a, you know, a peak or two done, then coming back to the Sawwatch, back to the Yelps. So it's very inefficient. So 
that 14 days and eight hours doesn't really do justice to how fast she was actually moving because a lot of the logistical, you know, crap that didn't work out so well. So, um, but I think that, you know, if you had a really good logistical plan, man, I think Andrea could do amazing at, at it. You know, she'd, she'd be really good at that. And then, and then to add on to California, which, you know, she holds the, the, the record for, uh, you know, the California 14ers right now. Um, and then adding on Rainier, I mean, that would be a really cool adventure. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Oh, that's awesome. so fun. Because it's something yeah. to look to, I know yeah. we're gonna, yeah, we'll be following. <laughs> you guys, so yeah, we're really good cheerleaders. <laughs> uh, so yeah. You know, it's funny, the centennials just it doesn't quite get the same excitement of like the 14-year record. So if you were following like the 14-year record in 2015, I mean there were so many people following that. I mean, thousands of people. I mean, I met the most random people. One time I was cross-country skiing with my balaclava on and stuff. <laughs> And this girl comes, you know, <laughs> speed, speeding up to me. You know, she was like from Czechoslovakia, you know, and, and she's like, oh, hi. You know, I recognize you from the gear you were wearing. And she wants to get me a picture with me and her sister who was there. And uh, and because she remembered she was here and her and she and her husband were following along. And, you know, they were you know getting up in the That's middle so of the night cool. and seeing where is Andrew. And so, you know, there was just so much excitement over the 14 years. We're on the Centennials, you know. I mean, it's just not quite not the, same. the same, you know, it just doesn't. They were like, no yeah, one cares about yeah, this. Yeah, just not, I, I, I was just going to say, yeah. Well, I guess when he biked between them and there just weren't that many people following along, you know. Um, but I do think that this is like the mountains are so amazing. And I really do love this. Yeah, and the yeah. people who who do get get it and do know the mountains have a true appreciation for it you know you because you talk to other people and they're like oh nice you hike some mountains that's nice you know (laughs) (laughs) but they don't get it (laughs) yeah 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 oh crap well i forgot my point of of bringing that up but i guess that's a good point that the uh centennials they don't get quite the excitement you know is is like the 14 year record um but uh but yeah, yeah, I think this record will, you know, I mean, it's, I think it's definitely beatable. Ah, sorry. It's definitely a beatable sort of record for sure. Like, you know, someone could easily beat my logistics just as I was leaving peaks behind and going to other areas and coming back. But, um, but it was such a great experience, you know, yeah. and those mountains are, are so neat. You know, right now, I mean, I'll tell you. So when I got to Sherman and Quandary, you know, after I, I hardly saw anybody on this whole thing. I mean, you, you know, like Women H. Wipeout, I, I did see one random guy out there. You know, you see a couple people here and there. But then I got to Sherman on a Saturday morning <laughs> and I had just done horseshoe up to the backside, you know, saw a whole herd of elk, beautiful flowers, you know, grass. And then you see, like, what, what, have I, I mean, you've just entered this like madhouse, you know, this. And I was just kind of like, I was so shy. I sort of just put my head down and like, you know, just, you know, just like not looking at anybody, People just going up there. Yeah. Oh, well, that's why I called the next day on Quandary. So Sunday morning Quandary, that's when it was like people saw them because it's like, you know, the people are, you know, you're in these long lines going up and I'm just sort of like, you know, they don't see you coming. And so you're going in and out of the people going up and uh, it was just unbelievable. But so if you, you know, if you want to get away from that circus, that's becoming the 14ers you know, especially these front range ones and stuff like that. The, the centennials are awesome. Like you just, you won't see anybody up there. Like they're great. And and that's not even talking about the smaller 13ers. I mean, forget about it, you know? So there is still a way to avoid all the crowds. And, you know, now that like Quandary and Grays and Tories are all having these special parking rules are getting put into place. It's just, 
yeah, it's uh, it's get her into a madhouse kind of. So, so anyway, you yeah, that's my tell a story that's my plug. Oh, uh, uh, she said something about introductions, oh, and you introduction. were like, oh, oh. I, got <laughs> I can go on for hours. Yeah, if I mean, shuts me up. God, this yeah. guy can talk. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was I saying? Oh well, let me tell you about this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and my point was, oh yeah. <laughs> so so yeah so the whole thing about you know the, all the excitement on the 14 as well so you know there was one reporter who calls me you know you know it wasn't like the hordes of them that called after 14 years you know it was like constant reporters and and stuff like that but um after uh after so this guy calls me this like seth guy from like the colorado springs gazette and he's like hey andrew you know i did an article on you in 2014 but you know, I, so we'd like to do an article, but I really just want to do it about Andrea. <laughs> and I was like, you know, that is a great idea because I, all that she went through, like to support me. And he wrote a pretty good article. Yeah, was, you have a chance to look good. it up. We read it yesterday. Yeah, we, we totally read it. Oh, did you? Because we yeah. loved it. It's so good. He called me and he's like, this guy wants to do a, 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 a he wants to interview you. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I don't yeah. know, no. <laughs> I love, I loved it, man. On some of it, when, when when reading it, it's like you can hear Andrea. It was like, you know, Andrea gets all the echoes. Never mind, she did this. And never mind. She yeah, he was really miles for me. Yeah, I was yeah. like, wow, that's I know, great. I know. <laughs> well, it was kind of like the accolades you've gotten. hundred percent. Yeah. Almost as good at, at telling the stories as you are at climbing the mountains. It's been really fun talking. With you. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, thanks for Rob. thanks for doing this with us. It was really fun to talk about. We like to go back and reminisce and well, at least this time you knew what you were getting into, right? <laughs> absolutely. Hours yeah. hours at least hours, you so. knew it was gonna yeah. be three hours this time. <laughs> right. We really like, appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, appreciate it. I guess if I, if I guess one question to wrap it up for the one episode is what you what would you tell people real quick, like if you were forced to give like a high school graduation speech or a motivational speech to like a high school class, what would you say from your record or the centennial attempt? What would be your kind of advice or punchline? Yeah. Or like motivation for high schoolers to go out in the world or what's your motivational speech, I guess. Well, for me, it's oh, our quote. Oh, oh, which quote? Oh, yeah. Right. Well, it's the, uh, wait, what is the quote exactly? My it's friend, like, it's got a little it's, it's, yeah. it's, 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 and it's like, it's uh, called, oh, it's, be not afraid it. of going slowly, be afraid only of standing still. And so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, in yeah. life, you, yeah. you know, you can just, as long as you keep going and you keep improving yourself, that's all that matters, you know? And, um, and just as long as you're looking forward and, you have a direction and you keep going. I think that's. Just, and, and that was, I got that quote. It was like an article from a Costco magazine one time, mm -hmm. but it was about like the Spartans and the old Chinese. And this quote, I was like, man, that is perfect for me. Cause I, I do go really slow, but I don't stop. You know, I keep yeah. going and keep going. And, yeah, uh, and you're yeah. always, you know, improving yourself, developing yourself and yeah. moving forward and learning. Right. I mean, you can fail, but but what do you do from failure? You move forward and you look forward and you learn. So. And so it's a great life quote as well. Right. So it applies yeah. to both these records and applies to life as well. You know, it's always moving forward. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, we're not the fastest, but we know how to keep our legs moving and keep walking. And so and it seems to work. And so you can go as slow as you want, but as long as you're moving and not at a standstill, you know, I think you'll get pretty far in life. 
that's, that's amazing. amazing. I just wish I was a little better than just being good at suffering. I feel like that's all I'm good at. So it's like <laughs> so, it's always so painful. <laughs> Why can't I just be fast? You know. <laughs> I know. Oh man. Well, we but anyway, well, thanks again for giving us the uh, opportunity to uh, to talk about. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah. We really, really resource. enjoyed this. Hundred percent, our our yeah. pleasure. Yeah.